Michael Bidwell has chosen radical disruption and culture shifting over experience, and I like it. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Every day, your team. Bingo, bango, bungo. Today's episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? If so, then this is the game for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise using promo code Locked On in all caps in the game. So a lot's happened since we've talked last. The Arizona Cardinals now have their offensive and defensive coordinator. And, you know, when seeing this information over the weekend, it just made me think, what is Michael Bidwell thinking? And not that's not rhetorical. That's not a, oh, what is he thinking? It's more like, what were he and Monty Austin Ford's thought processes during this whole process? What was their vision for the future? Was this out of necessity? Was this out of reactionary instead of being proactive? Because maybe Jonathan Gannon wasn't their first choice as head coach. Was Sean Payton their first choice? If so, would they have brought in veteran coordinators and now that seeing that Jonathan Gannon obviously is the head coach of the Cardinals now did they choose to shift trajectory did they choose choose to shift action and path and you know I thought about it for a while and it's the opposite the antithesis of what would have happened if Sean Payton came in and chose the, to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals First, the Cardinals would have less draft capital, and they'd most likely have a retread defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator, some guy that, that Sean Payton knows, likes, has history with. And it would have been more of a older gentleman teaching younger gentlemen how to play this younger gentleman's version of football. And I was like, well, you know what? That's a good checks and balance. It's good because all of these coordinators who would have been hired alongside Sean Payton at head coach would have had history and, 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 and you know, experience in how to win regardless of the version of football that's being played at any given time. And then I think that's like the personification of the Arizona Cardinals. Old school, no social media. We don't do things in front of the media. We don't have social media spouts, regardless of if our social regardless of if our quarterback, you know, scrubs his social media account, blah, 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 blah. Okay. That's the Arizona Cardinals of old would have been get experience like head coaching experience, multiple years, if not decades of coordinator slash coaching experience. And then that was always kind of oil and water with the players. And we saw it myriad times, just the Cardinals living in the Mesozoic era, living in like, you know, the beginning of football era when that's not how things are done now. 
So regardless of how it happened, regardless of how this coaching staff came to be, this is Michael Bidwell's clear choice to change how things have been done. And that's exciting. That's one of the biggest hurdles during any of the conversations that we've had to have, that you and I have had, that I've had with my friends, my coworkers, you know, you've had with your friends. Yeah, this would be great, except it's Steve Kine. Yes, this would be great, except it's the Arizona Cardinals. And that's just conversations that are had around, you know, fans of the Arizona Cardinals. It's so frustrating for people who've been diehards for so long that are like, you know what, next year is going to be different. But all of these things are still in place. That's what's caused all of these things to go wrong in the past, and they're still here. So how can the future be different? That's done. That's done. And that in and of itself is wildly exciting. I'm going to wait to talk about Jonathan Gannon quoting Peter uh, Peter King jo- quoting Jonathan Jonathan Gannon on Football Morning in America his publication. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow, okay? Because there's a lot of things that have happened. I want to give it its due time. I'm going to talk about the new coordinators here. I'm going to talk about you know what Nick Rallis can bring. I'm going to talk about what Drew Pedsing can bring, and it's interesting from their acute jobs. At the other at the other organizations, you know, uh uh Hallis with um or Rallis, sorry, with uh with Philly and Pensing with, with with Cleveland, how Michael Bidwell in this journey, including Monty Austin for it, have pinpointed the clearest of issues this roster has had, whether it be playing, coaching, talent development, etc. And he hit the nail on the head with each one. One, scouting, drafting, Monty Allison Ford. Deep-rooted scouting backgrounds. That's one. Number two, with Nick Rallis. He's a linebacker coach, okay, in Philly. Pretty good linebacking crew over there. Comes along with Jonathan Gannon, familiarity, okay? Linebackers, two, player development. And then number three, with Drew Petzing, it's a quarterback coach in Cleveland. Boom, boom, boom. These are the most important things that need to change in an effort for the Arizona Cardinals to catch up to the rest and become relevant a lot quicker without rushing than people may have thought after the turmoil that's ensued over the last two seasons. He's figured it out. He's diagnosed it. Now, execution is obviously all of this you can set anybody ever success but if it's not executed properly that's it michael bidwell has done his job and for that regardless of what happens in the future he's diagnosed and hired men who he thinks have the skill set necessary to fix the fractured foundation that is the arizona cardinals right now that's what a boss does hires people who he thinks can do the job necessary to move the train forward. 
because he doesn't know how to coach linebackers. Michael Bidwell, he doesn't know how to how to uh, coach a quarterback. All good leaders do is put people in positions to succeed in an effort to make the entire entity move forward. And I think Michael Bidwell has done that regardless of age of the men he's hired to coach this organization moving forward. Locked on Cardinals. Your daily spot for all Arizona Cardinals information, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Nick Rallis, what does this mean for the Arizona Cardinals moving forward? What does his relationship with Jonathan Gannon mean? What is this going to look like for the defense? And what's the first course of action for Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rallis to take care of on the defensive side of the ball. There are many, but I will talk about what the first one needs to be next. First, um, there are a lot of people out there, myself included, who think that they could just run an organization from a GM position. And luckily for all, today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and I can't tell you how much fun I've had you know, competing against my fellow fellow Locked On NFL host, Chris Carter, Locked On Steelers, was our Locked On NFL champion. Um, well, now it's your turn to compete, but more on that later. You ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. You'll manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, and lead your team to glory trying to build a dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, and all the ups and downs of a season. And all this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. We've created a locked on NFL league for you to, or a locked on league, I should say, for you to compete against locked on fans all over the world. Can you be the ultimate locked on football GM? Choose the Locked On League and the app to join. Can you create a football dynasty? Locked On Cardinals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So be sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com and look it up on the game on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Very exciting times. Very exciting times. Um, the one, you know, major question I have, the one major just, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, it, it's so hard with Michael Bidwell just to pinpoint reasons. Is he doing things because he thinks this is what other people would do? Is he doing things to completely overcorrect the overcorrect, the overcorrect, the overcorrect, the overcorrect? That's pretty much what we've seen. It's like, it's a seesaw of Bruce Arians to Steve Wilkes to Cliff Kingsbury to Jonathan Gannon. Now, Cliff Kingsbury and Jonathan Gannon aren't necessarily polar opposites, but they're not similar. (laughs) Like, age... Maybe like if you would have told me that Jonathan Gannon's three years younger than Cliff, I would have said, 
who we fish. To quote my late grandmother, who we fish. Um, but this feels different. Just like the last change felt, diff felt different, just like the last change felt different. But with this one, it's Michael Bidwell has his, had his choose your own adventure. And I wonder if it was due to overcorrection for the reason why he did this, hiring three men under the age of 40 or, uh, you know, under the age of 41 to lead this team. Or if this was what he and Monty Osifor thought was the best course of action moving forward to really streamline the process and get in the Arizona Cardinals into the 21st century, into a situation where they could position themselves, not only from a coaching staff, from, from a personnel standpoint, to be able to play this type, this generation of football in 2023 and kind of right the ship and unfracture the fractured foundation that we've seen over the last handful of years. This is a full-on, flat-out, etch-a-sketch, shaking, tabula rasa, clean slate from what we've seen. So optic-wise, regardless of what the national media says, they're going to look at whatever happens with the Cardinals as like, okay, this is weird. You know, so we kind of have to take what the national media says with a pseudo grain of salt because the Arizona Cardinals right now are an afterthought. They are. That's not to say that midway through 2023 they won't be that's not to say that through the draft and free agency they won't be regardless of how long it takes for kyler murray to come back but right now again this is a clunky transition so everything is going to be questioned because it should be to have that self-understanding as somebody who covers a team does podcasts been a radio here for 12 years covering this team and for you the fan understanding why national media says the things they do is because it's all warranted, all of it. Now it's up to these three gentlemen under the age of 41, Monty Osford and Michael Bidwell, obviously, and, and the players to change the narrative. But this is how a narrative changes, doing things differently that you've done in the past. Because remember, the Arizona Cardinals have been the definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting different results. This is by far and in no means doing the same thing, expecting different results. Sure. But by no means doing the same thing. Nick Rallis, now the defensive coordinator of the Arizona Cardinals. So he's 29 years old. So, well, you know, he's young. Uh, he was the linebackers coach over in Philly. He was looked at by multiple teams to take over defensive coordinator, coordinator or DC roles or, uh, you know, defensive roles with their organization. The Cardinals got him. I saw somebody quote him as the Sean, Mc, the defensive Sean McVay. Okay. You know, what I do know is he took part in spearheading the best defense in the NFL last year. That's what I know. And I know that he was sought after, which is a good thing. I know that the linebackers were great last year, numbers wise, not to mention Hassan Reddick, you know, Hassan Reddick specifically. But they were great. And on top of this, sure, there is going to be links from former Philadelphia Eagles to the Arizona Cardinals. And however the Cardinals can get players, you take them. James Bradbury is a name that's come out. You know, he's a free agent. I know that he came over from uh, uh, New York. 
He's a free agent. Okay. I think Brandon Graham's a free agent. Dominican Sue. You know, they're just guys that are free agents that may have ties to the Cardinals. But what I do know right now is he's 29 years old and I'm on board with like, and I wasn't, I was like, you know what? Just hire Mike Zimmer. He's a good defensive mind, even though he was kind of pushed out of, of Minnesota for myriad reasons, but he's not going to be the head coach. It's like a young head coach needs experience around him. And I'm starting to see, well, we, not me specifically, but the NFL is starting to see that experience and trust are almost interchangeable at this point. And what Brandon, what Jonathan Cannon has now is trust in both of his coordinators. And that's almost as strong a currency as experience now, because if it works, they're going to grow together. And if it works, it's going to be innovative. And if it works, it's going to have all the old heads looking at it like, uh-oh, there's some catch-up that needs to be done here. So when you have Nick Rallis come in, you have him be joined at the hip with Jonathan Gannon, his former DC. They've spent a couple years together already. And all they've done is put together a good defense and a defense that made the Super Bowl last year. So what's the first thing that Nick Rallis needs to do as defensive coordinator? He needs to sit in a room with Jonathan Gannon and say, okay, who's here for the future? Who's here? Because what we've seen or a lot of ups and downs, injuries, sure, performance, yeah. Like, Byron Murphy is, is, is the biggest question mark for me because when he's been great, he's been CB1. He's been pro bowler. It was half of two seasons ago and half of last season. Half of two seasons ago wasn't as uh, impressive as the first half of last season because there was no prep pass rush for the Cardinals last season. And Byron Murphy played like a CB1 through the first five or six weeks locking down guys like, like uh, Devontae Adams, et cetera. But with this, it's not going to be as difficult as if a couple of these guys, you know, were on the rookie scale deals. Like pulling off the, ripping off the Band-Aid here is almost better because they're going to have to make a decision on Byron Murphy now. They're going to have to make a decision on Zach Allen now. And how this roster is going to be formulated it needs to have the plan starting now. Like, okay, I'm going to keep these guys, going to draft these positions. Like, that's something that needs to be set. And luckily, what we experienced last year isn't going to happen this year where they're not going to trade for a wide receiver in the first round instead of drafting an offensive lineman or an edge rusher or a corner. And the second one, they're probably going to draft a defensive player too or an offensive lineman. Like, the ushering in of a new regime has clear eyes on exactly what the issues are with this roster. And starting first for Nick Rallis is just having a catalog, an inventory of who's here for the future and who isn't. And the honorable mention will always be, what are you going to do with Isaiah Simmons? Figure it out. Because there's no way that he can leave this organization and become all pro elsewhere. You think Hassan Reddick is scary? Imagine Isaiah Simmons in the right system. Hopefully, this system ushered in right now is going to be the one that's going to yield Isaiah Simmons to stay with the Arizona Cardinals and have the un- uncomfortable conversation of how much do you pay this guy and not are you going to pay him or let him walk? Locked on Cardinals, your team 
every day, moving to the offensive side of the ball. What does this mean for Drew Petzing coming in? Should we look at what happened in Cleveland last year as a knock on him or as a give him a pass? I'll talk about it next. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Uh, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. You know, with the offense and the offensive coordinator choice, this is the one where it's a little bit more fragile. Because it's Kyler Murray. All right? Like, it's it's something where everything is hinged upon the progress of Kyler Murray. Now, you hope that he comes back. He only misses a couple games. He looked good during his, you know, his Instagram stories uh, showing, you know, that he was doing some pretty good movement for a guy that just tore his ACL and had reconstructive surgery. But all of this, everything, all of this is predicated upon Kyler Murray. And when I saw that Drew Petson got brought in, I was like, okay, let me look at Cleveland last year. And I watched Cleveland. I was interesting. You know, I do the Lockdown NFL Thursday national show with Tyler Rowland from Lockdown Titans. And one of the big conversations we had was about Cleveland because, you know, Deshaun Watson did terrible things or allegedly or whatever. This isn't, you know. And then you see Cleveland just be in games. They were in games. Uh, for a large portion of the season with Jacoby Brissett. And it made me think, like, now, is that Stefanski? Is that the rush attack? Is that – and, yeah, I mean, the answers are, are all yes with that. But it just shows how impactful play action is. And it shows how impactful a good offensive line is. And it shows how impactful a solid run game is. And – when you have Drew Petson coming in, it's like, it got me excited. It got me excited, especially when Eric Bieniemy went elsewhere. And, you know, I thought when Eric Bieniemy went to Washington, I'm like, okay, you know, he has higher aspirations and could be taken over for Ron Rivera. Who does? In Washington. But it just, it would have been one of those arranged marriages, like Mike Zimmer if he were to come in and be DC and the obvious thought process from Michael Biddle and Monty Osborne was we're going to get some trust between the coordinators and the head coach. And they're going to have history, both Gannon and, and, and Petsing were in, uh, were in Minnesota together. So they've all got history, all three of these guys. And it made me think this all is going to look very different next year. That's the first thing it made me think. And the second thing it made me think was they're going to spend some money on a running back. Not like, not number three overall, Bijan Robinson. They're probably going to draft a running back. They've got Keandre Ingram, who showed flashes last season, like an Isaiah Pacheco light, very, very light. But Isaiah Pacheco light, you know, they got James Conner, but you need to have at least one, if not two more running backs brought in. Because if you told me that the Cardinals were top eight in rushing next year with Kyler Murray still getting paid all that money, cool. Who cares? It doesn't matter. As long as the offense works, it works. And if you're going to infuse 
spoiler alert, uh, quarterback under center from the conversation that Jonathan Gannon had with with uh, um, Peter King from Football Morning in America, which I'm going to start tomorrow's podcast with. The offense is going to look vastly different. And that's great. Excitement of the unknown is what people should feel moving forward, especially with the offense. Excitement of the unknown. So all in all, with both of these young gentlemen coming in to be coordinators for the first time, it's not like they're like Jason Kidd or Steve Nash or guys that have just come off the field. They're like, okay, here, here's a coordinator role. These guys have busted their asses. They haven't been coordinators, but they've had, they've had integral parts in growing organizations on opposite sides of the ball. So I think that at this point, as I've said about Michael Bidwell, you just need to trust him because you have to implicitly trust him because you don't have a choice. It's the same thing. Just because they're young doesn't mean they're fit. They're not fit for this job. And I feel like in this transitionary phase, in this clunky 13-year-old wearing braces phase the Arizona Cardinals are in right now, trying something new like other organizations have and it's worked is I think something that will not only help the Cardinals' culture, image, foundation, but also put them in a position to reach heights that they've never reached before as an organization and that sounds so dumb it sounds so blanket but it's true it's like the arizona cardinals 2.0 if i told you 15 years ago this was going to happen you would have said nana hooey fish it's here it's exciting and i'll tell you what it couldn't be worse than what we've experienced that's something really to keep in mind Alex Lancy, Locked on Cardinals. I will go deep into Peter King's football morning in America, highlighting Jonathan Gannon tomorrow. Talk to you then.